Hello and welcome to the Point of View Podcast. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. There was a huge, and I mean huge, drone conference here in Fargo today. I had a chance to sit down with Senator John Hoban and talk about, hey, what does this entire UAS drone industry mean for the Red River Valley, for the great state of North Dakota? But one of the big issues he and I talked about, and this has been something that's been an issue in North Dakota for quite some time, is the workforce issue. How do we solve this problem? We chatted about that. Plus, he is on the uh, he's actually the chairman of the Senate Appropriations for the Ag Committee. So we talked about where is the Senate version of the Farm Bill at and much, much more. Enjoy my interview with Senator John Hoven. I want to start with kind of a, a curveball, if you will, and just get your take. It seems like there's always so much going on in the news. In your opinion, what's the most important thing people should be talking about but aren't right now? Wow, there's so many important things we're talking about. You know, whether it's dealing with North Korea, whether it's the farm bill, things here at home like this drone focus. One of the things we just did is we passed the Missions Act for our veterans. And what this does is two things. It not only uh, makes sure that they can get medical care in their local community. So if you're out in Williston, you don't have to drive all the way to Fargo. You can if you want to access the VA, but you can also go in and use that local hospital or doctor. And the other thing it does is it provides VA reimbursement when you go into the nursing home, so long-term care and in-home care. So as far as something that, you know, is incredibly important, and that's taking care of our veterans who, you know, take care of us, this act that we passed last week is a big, big deal. president's going to sign it on June 6th. I'll be there pretty excited about it because two bills that I've worked on for almost four to five years are in there. And it's the ones I just described. It's a big deal for our vets. Congratulations on that. All right, let's talk drones now. Obviously, everybody can't be here for this conference. But the people watching tonight, what's the most important thing they should know about this conference? This is part of putting the third leg on the stool. We are number one in the country in agriculture. We are number one in the country in energy. And this tech entrepreneurship, driving technology, whether it's drones, whether it's other types of automation, whether it's the things that we're doing with companies like Apario or Pedigree or what Microsoft is doing here now and so many others, we are just driving this technology up and down the Red River Valley. And, you know, to give you an example, this conference we have 15 countries represented, 30 states represented, 600 people representing 300 companies that are coming here because of what we're doing in technology. More exciting jobs and careers, economic growth, and we're making it happen here. You bring up kind of my next question. You read my mind. You said, hey, more exciting careers, more exciting opportunities. But as you know, we can't fill the jobs that are open right now. You're a former governor, now a U.S. senator. What needs to happen? To, I mean, it seems like we've been talking about this problem ad nauseum. How do we solve it? I'm a demand pool kind of guy. We keep creating these exciting career opportunities. We create that environment where companies come here. Think about uh, General Atomics. They manufacture Predator and Reaper. Think about Northrop Grumman. They make Global Hawk. It's kind of like the Ford and the Chrysler in the old days. Those companies have located here now. Now all these subcontractors and entrepreneurial companies are springing up around them. So it's not just the people they hired. Northrop Grumman just hired more than 100 people. They're expanding again. But think of all these other companies that supply them. Okay, now how do you get a dynamic young person to stay here or to come here, an exciting career opportunity where they can be on the cutting edge of new technologies, whether it's aviation or anything else. See, that's how we attract them and keep them. Now, I get that we have to do more with quality of life and all those kind of things, 
Governor Burgum's a leader in that area. We got to educate. We got to, we got to have great sports teams, and we do. Go Bison! I had to get that in there. Um, but uh, it's all those things. But number one, it's these exciting career opportunities. So let me ask you this. I'm going to share this with you. I don't know if you've even seen this, but this is a study, 2015, from the chamber. And I want to go through some of these numbers with you. You look at this is the the Fargo median. This is the national median. I look at computer and math. We're paying below the national median. Look at engineering, paying below the national median. Is pay a big problem right now for recruiting the right talent in our state? You know that pay is always an issue. The, the key is how do we push that pay up so we're not only at the national average, we want to be above it. We need to be right? right. So again, back to it's that demand for labor that pushes those wages and benefits higher. That's how you do it. Do you think you'll see that change, though? Because, I mean, this is, again, this is not a new problem here. We continue to, I think some people would say, underpay our employees in the state. When I started as governor, we were one of three states losing population, and we were at the bottom in terms of average pay. Now we're coming up. There's more to do. We're gaining people. We're pushing that per capita income higher. But it's creating these jobs and opportunities. That demand for skilled labor and, and all these different disciplines, that's how you do it. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's not something you can do, oh, we did this, and now we're done. No, no, we have to stay after it. You mentioned quality of life as well. Again, as a U.S. senator, former governor, what can we do better to improve quality of life here in North Dakota? You know, I think we're doing those things all the time. I think Governor Burgum talks about them a lot. But it's everything, I mean, it really, from education to sports team to outdoor opportunities, hunting, fishing, the parks, all those safe communities, right, all those things go into it. You never mentioned like an indoor dome versus during the winter? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. And look at our hockey arena at UND and our hockey team. So, I mean, these are the kind of things. They make a big difference. You and I, you know, you and I love sports, but those are the – and other people love other things, arts, entertainment, that kind of thing. We need to have all those things. Good airports, good access to travel. Right, so with that being said, uh, you know the challenge that we have in the state in our higher ed system. Right. Are there things that you would like to see change there to improve it, make it better to attract more talent and keep people here? Yeah, I think we have to be working on change or improvement all the time. We have to keep up in all aspects, whether it's the quality of instruction, whether it's technology, uh, trying to make sure that it's affordable. Um, our bank in North Dakota has probably the best student loan program in the country. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have to work at it all the time. Uh, ag. Obviously, drones, big part of the ag industry as well. But let's talk about the Senate Farm Bill. Where is that at? And are you guys going to get this passed, get the conference, and get a farm bill on the president's desk by September 30th? So right on. Huge party. Working on it. <laughs> and I'm hoping we'll be in the Senate, at full Senate Ag Committee either next week or the following week. Now, as long as we can bring it out of committee with a lot of support, and I think we can, that's what we're trying to, you know, we're going back and forth right now trying to build that support, then I think we can get on the floor pretty much right away and get it passed this summer through the Senate. Now, that's my objective. The House is still working on their version, but, I mean, our target is to get it done sometime this summer. Do you support the work requirements in the House version? I, I do support the work requirements. The key is how do we make sure we have a work requirement that encourages self-sufficiency, we meet the need, and that it's flexible and accountable. So he, remember, I don't believe in a federal one-size-fits-all. I want the federal government to give the state of North Dakota 
a lot of ability to determine how best to not only deliver the food stamps and make sure you meet the need, but have that work requirement, have accountability, have flexibility. Last question for you, sir. There was an article this morning in Politico uh, about some of the, the White House flirtation with Senator Heidi Heitkamp and sort of the, I don't know, feathers it's ruffling, if you will, because of Congressman Kramer and whatnot. Your thoughts on her being at the White House last week for this bill signing? So, you know, I know they're discussing that and figuring out how best to do it. At the end of the day, in my book, here's how it works. Both candidates put forward a vision for the future. And, you know, with Kevin, I think he really does a good job of laying out limited government that empowers people. And that's, I think, what really resonates in the end with, with voters. I think that's going to be, be the key. They lay out their vision, people react to it. I lied. One more question, sir. There was a piece in the AP also about Senator Heitkamp's challenges with the Native American voters. I look at Native American voters voting Democrat for decades. Hasn't changed much for their quality of life, in my opinion. You're now the chairman of the uh, Senate Indian Affairs Committee. Why should Native Americans vote Republican? You know, I always go back with, to, with me, jobs are job one. I work all the time on a lot of issues when it comes to Native Americans, whether it's safety, whether it's education, whether it's health care, all that. But at the end of the day, I still push this message of how do we create more jobs and opportunity, that environment where they can have good careers and make a good income, provide for their family and live, you know, a life on the terms they want. Most important question, when is Carson Wentz marriage? There you go. It's coming. I think, it, I think it's coming up this fall. And I, I saw him and his wonderful bride. She is so impressive, so great. Um, congratulations to the both of them. You know, she's just what I expected, just a great person. Thank you so much to Senator John Hoven for his time and his insight today on these very important topics to North Dakota. And, of course, thank you for listening. Please uh, rate this podcast. It does a lot to help get the podcast word out so you can give us a five-star rating. That would be fantastic. Uh, and follow me on Instagram, ChrisBergVNL, uh, Twitter, ChrisBergPOVNow. And, again, thank you so much for being with me today.